All right. Yes. Yes, we are, JR. You got that right. Folks, here we go. Let's go. We're live in two minutes. Two mementos. Yes. Noon Report Live. At 12.06, on what is, my goodness, what a day. Folks, it is Thursday. It is beautiful outside. This is the Noon Report. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. It's there for you. It's there to serve you. This is an extraordinarily nice day. Um, we actually, it's just heard, we actually do have some, oh, that's right. It does rain sometimes. We have some rain coming. But May was uh, incredible. And today on this June 1st, happy birthday to my very good friend, John Boyle. Um, but it is it is in just an incredible day. And uh, folks, good afternoon to everybody tuning in. This is the Noon Report on Facebook Live. Facebook Live, find my page. It's John DePietro Show. The governor lived in mother. And this portion of the program is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. What a season they are having. Just fantastic. Now, I know it has been a little dry, but the rain, as I mentioned, is expected this weekend. But, folks, they have everything to make your property, home or business, just fantastic. Plus, vegetables and herbs, annuals, perennials, hangers, 10-inch, 12-inch moss baskets, 12-inch patio pots. They also have tropical hibiscus, mandevilla plants. It's PR, landscape materials, and garden center. They're open seven days a week. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, right off Route 4. They have a very good Facebook page, and you're going to want to check it out. Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron, and it's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, folks, as I said, in just looking at, why not? Let's enjoy the forecast. We never know how it could change. But right now, look at that. 78 degrees sunny, going to be into the low 80s a little bit. Do a little bit of wan weather. And then tonight, we will be out. First one, <coughs> excuse me, on the scene live stream. Mark driving, one force one, and then uh, and then for some reason, my goodness, is that what that is? Tomorrow starts off nice, and then possibly rain into Friday into Saturday, and then and then it cools down um, quite a bit, but then still nice weather. All right, let's now remember visit the website petro.com. We just had a huge week on the website. Only one really going after the story. Today is, in fact, or has been the funeral 
for that poor man in Johnston, T.J. May. I'm going to talk a little bit about that story. I'm learning more about it. And, um, and we have some different parts of the case that I'm going to talk about. But, folks, remember, with the noon report, you can send stars. It's a new month, right, which means new goals with Facebook, of which we're partnered with. You can subscribe. Why not? It, it doesn't break the bank. 24 cents a week, for crying out loud. What else can you get for 24 cents a week? Nothing really worthwhile. I'll say that. But uh, DePetro.com, brought by the Cuisit Inn, 226 Cuisit Avenue, West Warwick, lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge, delicious food, order them, <coughs> excuse me, on Grubhub, it's the Cuisit Inn. But check out the website, DePetro.com. Now, it's true, guilty as charged, right? We do have uh, a lot of stories, and it's, it's information that you're not seeing anywhere else, especially about the situation in Johnston. Then, and, and I have posted last Thursday, so it was a week ago, was the Johnston police just kind of like on a whim. Again, they don't, they don't deal with a lot of this type of crime. It's not a criticism, it's a fact. They don't deal with a lot of homicides. The chief kind of just felt, you know what, Channel 10 and Channel 12 are here, I'll go out and talk to them. So we, we didn't, it's not like I missed the press briefing, I want to be very clear. And he said a couple things, and I think the media that was there, no criticism of them, but they were a little caught flat-footed a little bit. Uh, but obviously, you know, we, it, to me, what what you do with a story like this is I, many of you that follow the, the Chosen One, we try to, what I call, flood the zone, which is we go very hard in the coverage. And then as a result of that, people that have information are more inclined to come to you because we're not just covering the story, we're investigating the story. And that's why we're the ones that have about the secret room in the house. Um, also that the Johnston police, that he would not open the door for them last week, that the, the poor mother and son were home when that happened. But we're also learning more. And I want all of you to understand, there, there's a sensitivity nature here that you have to balance. And I understand you're talking about a young 15-year-old who, who was shot, who was wounded, who was right there when her father was senselessly killed, murdered by the next-door neighbor. No real reason. Someone said, well, when you're saying no motive, wasn't it them calling the police on him that caused it? I, <clears throat> so that's your reaction? You take a ladder, you're stalking the next-door neighbor who's 15 years old, and... You put a ladder on the house to then try to peer into the window. They call the police, and you're saying that there is a motive. I, 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 I mean, I suppose you could say that triggered an action, but I would say this has been had been going on. I think we're going to learn more, um, and it's it's tough because. But there are people that, from what I understand, that this this was a problem, and I have some information. I'll probably put out next week due to the sense that, listen, it's raw. And the Little League started playing. And today is the funeral. Tomorrow would have been TJ May, the father, Little League coach in Johnston. Would have been his birthday. Should have been a celebration weekend. Should have been a celebration month with Father's Day coming. And instead, today, you know, laid to rest at a funeral. But I, through the help of others, it, it sure seems as if, and no one has brought this out. So you people that say, you know, I just went on the Channel 6 website. I don't see anything about it. Yeah, no kidding. 
That's like the person, I don't know, you're reporting, I just checked the Providence Journal, they don't have this yet. What else is new? Well, listen, feel free to join us in 2023, not 1993. Those days are over. This is the rise of the new media, the independent media, led by the chosen one. Um, no, it would seem that there had been a stalking going on. I, I don't know exactly what you're supposed to do in a situation like that, where this guy is clearly a problem. Someone hinted that that he that um, the family was looking to move because he was a problem. I, I think it's tough. The uh, a, a peeping Tom law. It's it's not it's not a felony. It's it's considered a misdemeanor. I think the police hands are kind of tied. It's it's a delicate situation, right? Because the schools are set up for bullying, but. So the schools are set up for bullying, and then so that you could go to the principal. Well, what do you do about someone who lives in the neighborhood that seemingly, I don't know how else to say it, is is obsessed with your teen daughter? It's it's a problem. It obviously is a problem. It's it was a major problem. So we're going to try to learn more about it. But I I am seeing that this individual who was then shot, thank God, and killed by the Cranston police. <clears throat> excuse me, that he, um, that there could have been more of a fascination with this, this young person. Now, I also want to be really clear. It does, I'll, I'll admit, it does put me in a little bit of a bind, a little bit of a predicament, because you have a story that I think there's more to the story. I think it's helpful to learn more about the story. I'm not big on head in the sand. I'm not big on the ostrich thing. I know some people do that. And I've already heard from some of the people. I'm well well aware. But I, I would say this. I come back to because we were talking about it uh, with the show, with the especially on the website. And and we all kind of agreed that there's nothing that I'm going to uncover or expose that is going to be worse than what has already happened. Than what has already happened. So these people saying, let it go. Nothing more about him. You know, I also want to just strike back. This notion, you're we're not turning him into a celebrity. He's dead. He was shot and killed by Cranston police. He's not, it's not the Boston Marathon bomber. So I reject that. I always have a problem with people that are vocal about just let it, no, no, no more talk about it. Shut the, nope, shut it down. The only way things change is if then we do learn the details. Because maybe, maybe, perhaps, I don't know. But but maybe as a result of this, there are certain, maybe police are at certain disadvantages that if in fact they, they weren't hamstrung, that they could take more action. So I'm always leery about, and I, I am well aware. I, I got this insulting email from someone that I was listening to you know, they listen to the cackle and poor boy, and none of them are talking about like what? What are you talking about? You think I'm going to follow those bottom feeders? Think I'm going to follow those no talents? They don't know what they're talking. They're not talking about anything. I don't even listen to that anymore. I don't. Even, I I swear I don't even listen. It's not even worth it. They don't tell you anything you don't know. So we're going to be sensitive about it. I think we've been sensitive, but I I I fully outright reject. Let it. Let it go. 
don't know. There should be nothing more about. I, I, I fundamentally disagree with that. And, and furthermore, I've never seen, let me say this. I've never seen a scenario where that has been beneficial. Um, th there's never a shortage of people that operate that way. A lot of it to me is just their own fear. There are people that operate like an ostrich head in the sand. There were people like that with the, the Kennedy assassination, right? Oh, the country's, no, the country can't take this. Nope, no more talk about it. That's what, it was Oswald. One part, you know, as, as a result of that, the Kennedy assassination, just as an example, the, you know, the Secret Service made certain changes that you, you never again have seen a president in an open car. <clears throat> Period. Nobody. Never. Never. Never will see a president again in an open car. In an open car. So, and I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not saying that's the worst thing in the world, but just as an example. So in this particular situation, this notion somehow that we should just let it go, um, I, I, I don't believe that. I, I think there, there are various things, and maybe there is nothing there. So yes, we're going to be sensitive. I'm well aware of it, but I want to just repeat what I said, which is there's, this family has lost their, their father, a son was lost, a husband, dad, friend, coach. I've been communicating with <clears throat> several members of the Johnston Little. I mean, of course, it, it is devastating. And I also want to touch on, I, I started to, but this, this notion that I don't always respond. You can't. It's impossible. We have over 50,000 people on the page. And, and all these various comments. And I, it, I, I'm telling you, it's physically impossible to follow all the comments. But there was someone that put a comment that just struck me wrong of, um, like, where was God during this? And almost kind of mocking the Catholic religion. So you, so you worship a God that let this happen? Where was the divine intervention? You know, in a very condescending tone in as I, I tried to address, that, that that's a very long conversation. And it's not something I'm going to spend a tremendous amount of time in. But I, I view people that view that. Um, I, I, you know, what are the things, I understand the notion of you avoid talking about politics, sex, and religion. I definitely understand that. But it's, to me, when I see something like that, and I, I do sometimes see things of people posting, you know, I, I and, it, and it's it's you learn it's admittedly it's it's things that I would never think of. And I'm shocked that people think that. But I've seen people posting about prayer and someone posted, yeah, I don't I tried it one time. It didn't work. That was the end of that. It, it's not. Yeah, I prayed for my grandmother not to die and she died. So that's the last time I prayed like <clears throat> Yeah, if it was only that simple, we're not talking about, I, I, I don't believe in the element of prayer helped the Miami Heat beat the Boston Celtics. I don't believe in that. And I, I fully get it. You see the tent stadium and the fans and the whole thing, but, or the people that truly think that through prayer, they they helped the other team's field goal kicker miss the field goal. I, it, it's not a matter of that. Now, I don't want to, this is not a religious program, as I've been accused of sometimes, but um, but the notion of, oh, wait a minute, 
Like, like God, what? What? Is, what? A lightning bolt come out of the sky as this guy in Johnson is walking next door? So what, what type of divine intervention are we talking about? That That is just... Um, I, I'm, I'm taken aback. I'm taken aback that people actually think of something like that. I am. I'm taken aback that that someone actually thinks. <laughs> but as I've said, and I was saying earlier, um, I, I I don't like to have these because it it becomes it's it's a personal thing that people just fall back into. Those are my beliefs. And I've told the story before. It was, and there it is. The first, I'm looking at it. Her name is Donna Riga. One of these people, by the way, that, again, I'm not picking on her. I'm not picking on her. But is she still? No. Um, you know, uh, how dare this happen to an innocent, decent man? People are despicable. But here's the line. I just have to wonder where God might be during this senseless, horrible tragedy. I cannot help think if this if there's truly God, would he be would he be this cruel? No divine intervention, nothing. He turns a blind eye. You want to serve someone like that? I know there's evil, pain, heartbreak in life, but if there's an all-powerful force that didn't be, what kind of God could this be? Struggling here. I I don't think that's someone struggling. I think I I don't know what that is actually, but it's just it's it's not a board game. It's it's not um she also responded, no one has a free will does me no good. I tried to say, well, man has free will. That What do you mean it does you no good? Does you no good? Free, free will is the explanation. Like, I, 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 is this someone that is truly struggling? What kind? I mean, do we really want to go down the list? Someone miscarried last night. Someone went to the hospital in the... the you know that the, they they had they, somewhere people are dying. It just it doesn't work that way. So how could you know that was the there was even a where was God on nine eleven? This you know and it it has kind of atheist tones to it a little bit. Where's this God you were talking about? How come he didn't save those people on the planes? How come he didn't save the people in the tower? It's like a mocking tone. So there is evil in the world. There is. And and people are given, and again, I'm going to talk about the budget problem, but sometimes some of these comments just strike you that it, it, you're, you're not a puppet on a string is the best way to describe it. I know people want to think that, but I come back to this woman. She, I've told the story, but she, she was a huge fan of Prince. And she was like, it was just, it was God's will. It was his time. No, no, no. Prince OD'd. What do you think? God loaded the gun for Kurt Cobain? Like, do people actually, do people really believe that? No, it was God's will. It was his time. No, it wasn't his time. I remember several years ago, there was a kid in Boston. And it was, it was the, I still remember the story because it was so heartbreaking. But this kid had this thing that he would jump building to building. So he stayed over. If I remember the story, it was either like the, the Friday, you know, like the Friday after Thanksgiving is a big deal and he can stay over. So anyhow, so the kid in Massachusetts um, in the Boston region he stayed overnight at a friend's. So he gets up the next morning, goes on top of the building 
and he's he's actually I think like texting or whatever he's doing. It's like I think there's this incredible jump. But anyhow, so the kid, I mean, as sad as it is, he was young, 23, 24, but he tried to jump the back bay, one brownstone to the next, and he didn't make it. And and they could, you know, he slipped and fell to his death, and the family had to go. And and I was reading the comments. It was either the Boston Globe or the Boston Herald, and they're like, well, you know, it was God's will. That was, that was not, that was not God's will. What? No, no. He decided. He It was an ill-conceived decision. It wasn't an evil decision. It's just, last night there was a guy that was in an accident in Cranston with a four-year-old in the back. Well, God's will. No, 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 that is not God's will. He decided to drink and drive. So anyhow, um, it's, it's not, there's no short answer for that. You know, I'm sure the people in Ukraine are praying for the war to end. But right now they're actually attacking Russia. Um, and successfully, as a matter of fact. But I, I do want to talk about the budget problem. There's two other things I just want to mention. One, if you haven't seen it, somebody caught video. It's not mine. I just shared it, right? So I don't know what that animal is in Pawtucket. It looks, it looks like part zebra, and it looks like part hyena. What are these animals that are now roaming around? It's the wildest thing. It's frightening looking. It's not a dog. I like the people. Why? Well, I, I live in Warwick, so that looks like a coyote to me. It's not. Um, but you got to see the video. It's right in broad daylight, and it's almost like in an industrial area. So I don't know if people are importing some of these animals in or these different mixed breeds, but the thing looks like a cross between a zebra and a hyena, and someone captured it. It's just running in, in Pawtucket. The other thing is, the other story, I just want to update. Um, we, we are trying to still locate the person with the needs his toenails trimmed is the understatement of the decade. We, we're still trying to locate that person. But I want to stress again, that's a real photo. It was taken Monday. That's the guy that apparently, maybe inadvertently, but started the fire in Cranston. Kind of a hoarder. And uh, he also lives out of his car, apparently. But we're, we're trying to get him into a salon. I know people are waiting for the, the toenail episode. We're working on it. We're working on it. We have, you know, that could be, become part of a new show that we unveil on the Facebook page. We, uh, they did, we captured one of the possum fugitives. Oh, possum, however you want to pronounce it. Baby possum, animal officer. I wasn't there when she caught him. I was in Johnston, Cranston for the shooting last week. But anyhow, we do have a part two. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show, and I do want to talk about the reason why the renowned state house is behind me, because I'm going to tell you in just a moment, is brought to you by AtMed Urgent Care. Um, jo two locations, right? Johnston, East Greenwich, AtMed Urgent Care. 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, right across from Felicia's. And also 1520, uh, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, right in the Atwood Medical Center. You know, I want to, I, you're, you're welcome is what I want to say, because it, it is incredible to me the number of people that I've alerted them that in an emergency, you can go to AtMed Urgent Care. AtMed Urgent Care, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnson. If you want to wait at a hospital emergency room for a very long time, you can do that. Or you go to AtMed, A-T-M-E-D, AtMed Urgent Care. Comprehensive, walk right in. They're open seven days a week. They have doctors and nurses. And I have been there when I needed you guessed it, urgent care, at med urgent care. 
two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Johnston, 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, is at Med Urgent Care. Folks, good afternoon. Five, uh, excuse me, 1228. Uh, we've made it to June. Happy June. We made. Uh, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Remember, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096 for Ryan's Appliance Repair. All makes and models of appliances. Your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. The Johnston updates, I do have a request in to meet with the chief of police in Johnston. So I'd like to talk to him. I still think, and I'm hearing from a number of the Johnston residents, and I hear you, and I see you, but today's the funeral. Let's, one day at a time here, let's get through the weekend and then... I do have some information about the Johnston killer. No, I'm not going to let it go, despite some of these people. Just let it go. No, we, we're going to. But the the community is is. Um, we've also learned more about there were two schools on lockdown, but it was it's again that's false information put out there. It was a school um, in Pawtucket where the 15 year old attended. And it was also a school in Cranston where the mother taught. But the false information that there was a secret lockdown at Johnson schools, there's no such thing. Um, you want to shine a light on that. False information starts to get out. People start saying, how come this school was shut on lockdown? My school was not on lockdown. I, I think it would be helpful to go through some of that. I think it would be very helpful to find out, okay, this happened late Tuesday night into Wednesday. What was the plan for Wednesday? The officer was on his way over there. Unfortunately, it was about two minutes late, so I think those would um, those are some valid questions. I also think some of the social media activity of the killer comes into question. By the way, spoiler alert, you're not going to hear about it down the dial with these no-talent blowhards that the only thing they offer is they sit behind the microphone on a station with a powerful signal. That's where it begins and ends. You're not going to see it with local TV. I'm not going to name names. When the Johnson police did go out, one, I wish I was there. One television reporter had good questions. The other had no clue about the story. It's actually embarrassing and uncomfortable to listen to. But we're not going to dwell, folks. Juan moves on. <clears throat> now, so the um, I may take a ride to Pawtucket. I don't know what that animal is. First, we had the two coyotes, Mayor Coyote and Warwick. And now, I don't know what that thing is in Pawtucket. It's the wildest looking thing. It's frightening, actually. Um, but it does look like a cross between a zebra and a hyena. It's it's so strange. But keep in mind, there are people that are they're breeding different animals. A lot of it's illegal. Sometimes they escape. Sometimes they let them go. And then you have people that come here from foreign lands that bring some of their animals or whatever these things are over here. It's not your imagination, folks. We're going third world. People just need to accept it. Um, you know, and I also want to clarify, there's someone, I, I won't pick on him, but there's someone local who's always, how can I explain this at 1232, without naming names, but they, they just have a different impression of their, they send me these messages. They don't like the stories that I cover. 
And the messages they send to me are, you know, I challenge you to, like, find the positivity to make the state, like, better. And, like, we got to come together. And I challenge, like, enough of this. What, what do you mean you're challenging me? <clears throat> Listen, with Governor McKee and the direction of the state, we, we are, this is full-fledged Titanic. I'm just here to document the sinking. That's it. I'm not going to let them off the... I challenge you to, like, find the positive... No, no, no. It, what do you mean you're... Cha I'm not accepting it. No, wrongo. I didn't create the mess. I'm going to document the mess. It's at the state house. We're way too government heavy. The inmates are running the asylum. I like, challenge you to come out with more positivity to bring... No, I, I have no interest in coming together with Tierra Mack or Aaron Ruggenberg, or Governor McGree, or the rest of them. No, they need to be exposed for the damage they have done, and they need to be flushed out of office. And for the life of me, I, I, I don't understand the strategy of the Rhode Island Republican Party. I, I don't. They're not asking me, what do you think of this? I'm not covering it. They're, they're going after the wrong person. They filed a complaint yesterday against Speaker Sakachi. Like, what is wrong with you people? But, like, whatever. Are they saying to me, what do you think? No. Governor McKee is the target. Now, behind me, for those watching on Facebook, that is the Den of Thieves. So, I want to give credit to Channel 12 that is pointing out that RIPAC Commission, they're sounding the alarm. You know, sometimes people say that no one sounded the alarm as things were going wrong, that th this is not one of those situations. I think the Titanic is actually a pretty good analogy. <clears throat> Governor McKee is, um, his, is really setting the state down a path here with all of his campaign promises. And uh, the people that have talked about some of the problems with how they've just been sitting on all of this COVID money. That one of the things that we're going to learn about with this debt is they want to finally call a halt to all of this ridiculous COVID money that's just been floating out there. Now, where this makes it really interesting, ahead of th this is a joke ahead of the $14 billion budget reveal. RIPEC sounds the alarm over McKee's unprecedented spending proposal. Folks, we don't, they don't have the money. They don't have the money. The, the amount of money this guy wants to throw around. And I do want to give credit to the local press is pointing it out. Governor McKee is not dealing in reality. But the problem is he has made all these irresponsible campaign promises. Get the pen out of his hand. All he wants to do, the amount of money where, where we were, state budget posted for a vote at 4 o'clock Friday. Yeah, because that works. Ludicrous. Can't afford all this spending. And where it was under Amundo to where it's, you know, people do of how it started, where it's going. <clears throat> he just throws around money all the time. 
pay raises all over the place, all these promises, all these expensive projects. Absolute insanity. And then he's going to, what, come to us? Now, I love the fact that the, the state, excuse me, the government, Kevin McCarthy, they're, they're talking about going after a lot of this, grabbing some of this COVID money that is just sitting out there. For what? Throwing it all around? Governor McKee with a pen in his hand is like so dangerous. It's just dangerous. Rypek, I mean, listen to this. And this is Ted Nisi. The last pre-pandemic budget that Raimondo signed totaled $9.6 billion. I want you to think about this for a moment. $9.6 billion. The revised budget with McKee, $14 billion. Like what? I, I, this to me is the story because he is, it, it is insurmountable. Anyone that says there will never be tolling on cars or some of this other nonsense. So you have the Rhode Island Public Expenditure Council and they're going over the budget and they're sounding the alarm. The, the state budget folks ballooning. And I fully get this isn't the sexiest topic to talk about, but, and you don't have to be a finance expert, but the budget's on pace to balloon 48% over the last four years. What, what are we talking about? 2018, 2019, 9.6 billion, and that was high. Now it's 14 billion. Federal cash provided by Congress. Guess what? They're going to take some of that money back. Just ridiculous. Irresponsible. You know, it goes beyond. I think we're even throwing around the word ridiculous too much. But this business of the, the way that fundamentally that McKee is doing it. And and they're by the way, they're they're gonna the, the government, and rightfully so, they want to get their hooks into all of that unspent COVID money, which was ridiculous anyway. Now, I, I fully get that, of course, we want to move on from, um, we, we want to move on from a lot of the COVID talk. I, I get that. But all of these promises that he's made, that he's made, and it's all tied to his campaign promises, his campaign promises, nothing is being fixed. He is not putting us on a path. He is writing checks that can't be covered this governor is and and i also want to mention folks uh, they can do all the dancing and try to massage the numbers and all this foolishness about recent numbers that have come out the education system has not been improved and it's not going to be improved it's built to fail anyone that is buying this nonsense that providence has actually in, improved their numbers uh, and then even has like the head of the union on to talk about it. They, they're oblivious to what's going on nationwide. Uh, people are rejecting the traditional public school formula that Randy Weingarten, they're the ones that kept the schools locked down. They're the ones that kept the students out of the schools. They're the ones that were basically extortion and holding up officials that they wanted more money. Period. End of story. That's what happened. So the notion, and it's a false one, 
nothing under this formula public education it's 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 not going to get better it's impossible to get better and where governor mckee is it's a failed approach they're not even trying as dan mcgowan wrote in his column at the boston globe that, like that's it we're going to improve after school programs they're not even attempting to improve the situation only the gullible go along with that idea that the education is actually getting better Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, and it's brought to you by Falcon Pest Services. Call them today. Nothing worse than having termites, ants, roaches. Extermination service is what you need. Falcon Pest Services, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Termites, bed bugs, ants, roaches, mice, rats, mosquitoes, many other pests. Whether it's from multifamily housing, condos, apartments, single-family homes, businesses, office buildings, restaurants, hotels, commercial businesses. And, and they have a great opportunity right now for the right person. Falcon Pest Services. Whether it's once a year, once a week, once a month, quarterly, call them. All different types of programs. 401-739-1322. Call John and Kelly. At Falcon Pest Services, the exterminator you can depend on, 401-739-1322. So I fully get it. It's going to take a while for some of the numbers to flush out. Um, Governor McKee, you're going to learn, and I think a lot of people did learn, because he was not who the voters wanted. A problem we have in the state right now is the voters wanted Helena folks. But Governor McKee, and they manipulated the, whatever we're calling it, ballot harvesting. So he won the primary. The voters wanted Aaron Gukian to be the lieutenant governor. But Matos manipulated the ballot harvesting. So she's there. And then, you know, the voters wanted Alan Fung to go to Congress. And we are missing out on that because Congressman Fung would have been terrific working with Speaker Kevin McCarthy. And Speaker, I like House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. I've met House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. I know. I'm seeing people posting, he's a rhino and blah, blah, blah. You're not dealing in reality. You're not dealing in reality. He's a good guy. I like him. It's it's you're 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 talking about you can't be non-negotiable demands, as Kevin McCarthy said. For the the Democrats control the Senate, the Democrats control the White House. You want to really have spending come under control. You really want to fundamentally change government. We need a Republican president in 2024, and you need a Republican-controlled House and Senate. If you don't have that, it is miraculous what he is able to accomplish. So I disagree with Matt Gates and Chip Roy and some of the extremists. I do. And I see people posting the Freedom Caucus. The Freedom Caucus is not dealing in reality. They're just not. Now, as far as I also want to just point out, I know that any time I play news on President Trump, if it's not positive, I get email from Trump people. Why are you playing that? And I'm going to answer. I'll answer your question. It's because... I believe in order to make proper decisions, you have to deal in reality. There are some people that don't live that way. They don't live in reality. 
They don't. They don't want to live in reality. But don't drag us into your fantasy land. Because then they're surprised when something happens. And they block it all out. I told the story yesterday. I was with someone on Saturday that lives in Rhode Island and said, you know, so what's been going on in the news? And I said, that Johnston story is very sad. And they had no idea what I was talking about because all they watch is Newsmax. All they watch is Newsmax. And then sometimes they flip to Fox. But that's one of the two. That's the only news they get. There's nothing wrong with that. But when I mentioned the Johnson story, they had no idea what they were talking about. The other problem that I have with that is you can talk about Nancy Pelosi. You can talk about AOC. You can talk about where's Hunter. Let's go, Brandon, blah, blah, blah. But you're totally ignoring what Governor McGreed is doing to the state, which is literally running the place into the ground. So now I also want something, something very significant happened with Congressman Cicilline out and also that Aaron Ruggenberg. But first, folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by J. Perry Paving. Hey, listen, one way to improve your home or your business and the appearance of it is J. Perry Paving. Call them. Get your driveway paved. They do a fantastic job, 20 years experience. They're licensed and insured, and they'll come to your home or business for a free quote. J. Perry Paving, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call them today, 401-732-1730. And let me tell you, they work hard, and it makes a huge difference when they finish. Your driveway is going to look fantastic. J. Perry Paving, high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, free estimate, and there's no one better with veterans than J. Perry Paving. Call them today, 401-732-1730. Free quote. If you are a veteran or you're related to a veteran or your son or your mom or your dad, they have a special package for veterans. So you're not going to get a better deal. Call J. Perry Paving today, 401-732-1730. You know what would be a great Father's Day gift? Your dad would love to have the driveway paved. Your dad would love to have the driveway paved. It'll look fantastic. J. Perry Paving. Call them. And it improves the, the value of your home, 401 401- 732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. So in the race to replace Congressman David Cicilline, folks, good afternoon. At 1247, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. So in the race to, see, I, I also just, in current time, so the House of Representatives spokesman, the budget issue still need to be worked out. House finance vote might be Monday, could still be tomorrow, Friday at four o'clock. All right. And the election is now set, special election to replace Cicilline. But I want to um, go to something really interesting is happening with that race. And that is someone to watch. And I've talked about him with Dan McGowan. And I'm not a fan but the guy almost became governor. And also, we talk about it politics this week with Justin Katz. But this, this guy cannot be underestimated. And I, I disagree with everything he says. But it's Aaron Ruggenberg. So you have to look at, Ruggenberg came out, said he would have voted no on the budget last night. And what's interesting about that 
is the only one saying that. All of the rest of them fell in line. Nope, Ruggenberg vote no debt limit deal. Bernie Sanders voted against it. Democrat congressional candidate Aaron Ruggenberg broke with his leading rivals. He would vote against the pending bill, codifying the debt, debt limit agreement if he were in Congress. All the rest of them said they would have voted for it. Ruggenberg noted that the chair of the House Progressive Caucus, Congresswoman Pramila Japal, had come out against the bill. The deal rewards Republican hostage-taking at the expense of working families, he said. We need Democrats in Congress to fight tooth and nail to disarm these Republican extremists. That's why I'm in the race. Now, I would never vote for the guy. This was a good move. It was. Because now, what's the difference between the other top Democrats? They all voted for it. Magazina voted for it. Cicilline voted for it. So Sabina Matos, playing politics with vital programs like Social Security, threatens to send our country recession is unacceptable, said Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, another top Democrat to replace Cicilline. While the bill's not perfect, we can't let Republican extremists hold our country hostage. There's that word again. Former White House staffer Gabe Hamill praised the hard work of President Biden and said it would protect the nation economy, blah, blah, blah. Now, the media is saying State Senator Sandra Cano would have voted for it. I'm not acknowledging her as a top candidate. I'm not. Nope. This, the media may say that. I don't see it in any way. Former state official Nick Adiello, he's another one. The media is saying he's he's not, this guy, he doesn't have a real campaign. And then, you you know, some of the other people fill out. So the one I don't see, uh, Rep, State Representative Stephen Casey didn't respond to a question, and neither did John Gonzalez. So right now, the, the two people to watch are Ruggenberg and Matos. As Justin Katz said, think of that. Ruggenberg came within 1,500 votes, 1,500 votes of becoming governor. That's how much he lost to Governor McKee in the 2018 race for lieutenant governor. I have seen him. He, he was a big, in the summer of 2020, one of the reasons you saw all those protests with Black Lives Matter was because of Aaron Ruggenberg. It was because of Ruggenberg. It was. I was there. He was the mastermind. He, I don't know how exactly he did it. But he would plug in. Um, people wondered about money. This, this other organizations. It's not. I don't think it's a George Soros thing, but but he was instrumental with a lot of the protests because when the money went away, the protests went away. <clears throat> but there were there was someone who was right on board with him, and she she told people she was being compensated to organize all those protests. So so the. But this is a Democrat primary, and it's a scattered primary. I don't know enough about that guy in Jamestown that's running. But I'm not a fan, like I've said, I'm not a fan of Ruggenberg. I don't agree with him. He he is a Bernie Sanders extremist. He is. He, um, but he knows how to run a campaign. And he has money. And he did get some big endorsement. He he is someone to watch. This This could come down to him against Matos. And then the rest of them kind of scatter the field. So that was a heads up move to you go for the lane that the other people are not in. Um, 
and because the extremists, they're on board with him. They're on, but they are like a Bernie Sanders. Nope, never. It's unreasonable demands. That's the school that they're from. You just make unreasonable demands. They don't care what happens. Uh, I think those are on both sides. They're difficult people to deal with. But Ruggenberg is definitely a part of that church. Folks, um, this portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by Propane Plus. Remember, for heating and cooling, call Propane Plus today, 401-885-4209. 401-885-4209 in Massachusetts. Call Propane Plus, 508-252-3359. Propane Plus, heating and cooling, three generations. They're there for you when you need them. You can log on to their website, propaneplus.com. Check off residential or commercial, then put in your zip code, and boom, you're in business. Propane Plus, become a customer of Propane Plus today in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. It's Propane Plus. Now, I want to just also touch on the, um, I, I think there's some things going on with the Republicans running for president because it sure seems that Mike Pence is going to get into the race. It sounds like Chris Christie is going to get into the race. DeSantis is all the way in. And, and I just want to remark, and I have people asking, you know, so what, what's the drill with you? So I, let's, let's wait and see how they all map out on stage. But I want to caution some of the Trump people, as I started to say earlier, that they don't like to hear anything negative about President Trump. They don't. And they get angry with me if I have a story that's out about him. But I, I would, I'm not going to adhere to that because I, I, I think, as I started to say, you, you got to deal in reality. If you see his numbers starting to go down, you, you want to know why they're going down. If you see his numbers going up, you want to know why his numbers going up. If you're going to say you don't believe in any numbers, I don't know what to tell you. I can tell you they're polling. I can tell you the Trump people are polling. And in the past, the Trump people had very good polling. Very good polling. That's how, that's how he won in 2016. They had very good pollsters. That's where they knew the path to go through the Rust Belt. That's why then he went north into Michigan and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and even almost took Minnesota. So uh, my point is, if there are people that want to just be in the bunker, don't play anything. Now, the, 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 he, he will get his day in court with some of these different things. I know people get upset when we, uh, Tim Dodd and I talk about it, but I, I just want to caution some of you that want to live in the bubble, which is it's, there's never anything negative. The problem with that, again, I'm not telling you what to do, but the problem with that is you're oblivious to what everyone else is viewing. So I don't, I don't know if DeSantis is the answer. I know he seems to be a very serious candidate, and he's putting together a very uh, respected campaign in New Hampshire and Iowa. I, I don't know. I want to see what it's like when he's on stage. I don't think Chris Christie's the guy. I don't think so. Um, but I want to see how he's going to handle himself on the stage. I, I, I don't think Vice President Pence and Mickey Haley and Tim Scott, I, I don't think it's, I don't think they're the right candidate, but I, I'm anxious to see people will surprise you. One thing I know about debates is 
a lot of times candidates you, you like or you think you like will disappoint you. And those that you're not sure what to make of will surprise you in a good way. You know, I, I saw a thing, I, it was either on uh, Facebook Reels or TikTok that just popped up quick. But it was Mike Tyson that said, not everyone that fights you is your enemy and not everyone that helps you is your friend. Um, so as far as, I know there's a lot of people that are very anxious to just draw their line in the sand. I, I am not going to do that because it's so early. And back in 2016, I, I was friendly with people that were saying Marco Rubio all the way. And then when I saw Marco Rubio in a debate, I'm like, he's not my guy. And then I had people saying, well, it's definitely either Jeb Bush, Ted Cruz, or John Kasich. And when I saw all three, I, I thought, no, it's not them. And I've said, I, I thought someone to watch was going to be the governor of Wisconsin, Scott Walker, who we've even had on the program a number of times. Then when I saw him on stage, I thought, nope, he's not the guy. Actually, as soon as I saw him on stage, I knew he wasn't the guy. Uh, President Trump really grabbed 2016. He did. Now, it's harder. It's harder. Some of the things that are done, a little tough to understand the strategy. Brian Kilmeade even said him attacking Kaylee McEnany, calling her and attacking her. We're not calling her, but attacking her for something she reported on Fox. I don't think that's a win. I'm, I'm very concerned over a number of the people that President Trump has around him. In 2016, Kellyanne and Steve Bannon put him in the White House. He had Paul Manville, who the guy, he was going nowhere with Paul Manville. And Corey Lewandowski flamed out during the primaries. He was just alienating too many people, right? There's like people that can just get you to a certain point. Uh, Paul Manville was certainly not the answer. That guy got in a lot of trouble and then he was in neck deep with the Russians. But it was Bannon and Kellyanne that, you know, that, Kelly and Conway that put him over the hump and and got him into the Oval Office um, and the team he had. I'm, I'm not convinced of that right now. It's still early. It's still early. I'll be, you know, and there's going to be a lot of talk. I mean, but it's, the window is kind of closing, but it's interesting to watch the number of people that are still announcing because I tend to think they may know something. Um, now, there's some of you that are going to just say, no matter who comes after, partisan witch hunt, it's all deep state, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, I don't know about that. I, I don't think that's I don't think that's accurate information. I'll put it that way. All right. Next hour, folks, we have a lot more to go. Uh, coming up in the one o'clock news, debt ceiling. We will be doing Facebook Live tonight. First one on the scene live stream. Folks, but we have an, it's John DePietro on this Thursday. We have another welcome to June. Happy birthday, JB. Um, we have another hour to go. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. And then we have a lot more next hour right here. Uh, next hour's online or on the radio, AM 1380, 99.9 .9 FM or online at petro.com. Back on the other side after the one o'clock news.